What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. Welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Brett. I'm Trenton. And it is good to be back with you guys today. Today we are going to be diving into the book of John. Again, chapter 7. We are on episode 19. Boy, we're inching really close to that that 25 episode. You know, we'll be a quarter of the way to 100. You know, we're putting in work and getting these shows out there. We were just talking about how... We've been, you know, being able to get in the get in here and to put out a new episode every week, and it's been really exciting for us. So we hope you guys are enjoying it, and we are so glad that you tuned in again today. Let's not forget mile marker 20, which will be a fifth of the way, and that's next week when we release next week's episode. Thank you for those of you who've been hanging on with us for the last several weeks. Uh, that's how many episodes we've got. New ones, I, I don't remember how many in between, so we might be right at the 26 or something in this whole week-to-week things since the basically I think the beginning of May. It was kind of in the middle of COVID. We started this show. We thank those of you who've been tuning. We thanks for the increase we've seen in the numbers. So if you're a new tuner, maybe this is the first time you're checking us out. Thank you so much for checking it out. We are in John, like he said. We did finish up chapter six last week. We're going to be getting into chapter seven today, and it is going to be good. Before we get into that, I want to go ahead and say, go ahead and leave us a voice message if you've got questions or anything like that on the air. We would love to get to your questions. That's one of the points of Let's Talk is to answer your questions. You're having Bible study. You got questions. Hey, you got two pastors here that are willing to gig it and dig into that word with you. Take that time. So if you've got those, make sure you leave us a voice message or hit us up on the email, which is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. And after you do that, make sure you swing over to Facebook and make sure you like the Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett page. You can leave a comment there and there you'll get all of the latest shows as well as sometimes you'll get some extra information that we put out there and we'll let you know for sure usually uh, what time the show is going to be put up and everything there as well. So make sure you swing over there. Let's talk with Trenton and Brett on Facebook. Last week we had some a strange discussion. We talked about eating Jesus' flesh, drinking his blood. If you're still here this week, we're so proud that you hung on. I think it was broke down rather well. I think we did it, you know, as good as we could think. If we can do better, go ahead and let us know. Maybe there's something we need to help you clarify. But the idea was the symbolism that it is through Christ's sacrifice that is the only way to salvation. And that's really what Jesus' whole ministry is about. You're going to see more of that here in today's episode as we get into some of the things Jesus is saying here. And I don't know how far we'll get in John 7 today, but we're going to be starting out there in verse 1. But I hope you, if you started checking us out last week, you came back this week. Thanks for tuning again. We're so glad to get to hang out with you. This is one of the enjoying parts of the week. We get to just hang out and talk about the Bible, which is, and we're in John. So if you're one of those out there that's got lost friends, they say start in the book of John, send them our way. We'd love to help them out and just get this gospel message out. You know, this is my favorite Bible study time. Uh, you know, I've said it numerous times before, but you know, it's, it, it, it's always good to study and to get into the scriptures, but whenever you're sitting here in this type of setting with somebody else looking at the same passage, a lot of times me and Trenton will have two different ideas. A lot of times we're on the same page. Other times we have little different ideas and we get to get a chance to discuss those and break them down a little bit. So, you know, I, I actually learn a lot 
coming into this, you know, coming into and hearing his perspective, you know, a lot of times I'll be sitting here reading it going, man, I never read it that way before, you know, so it's like the Holy Spirit is here, you know, the Holy Spirit is here in this teaching and uh, I've really been enjoying it as well. I just wanted to say that, so. And if you're out there and you get involved in the discussion, that makes three of us talking this thing out on the air, so uh, go ahead and send us those messages. All right, I guess we'll open up with prayer. We didn't quite do it right before we started recording, and then we will get into John chapter 7, so get ready, buckle your seatbelts. We're going to break it down. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. We thank you for those listening wherever they are in the world right now, God. We just ask, Lord, that you be with these two preachers here, Lord, and just help us to speak your words, Lord, not our own, Lord, that the people listening out there would hear what you have to say through this episode. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Brett, you want to start reading or you want me to start? I guess I'll go ahead and start. Once again, we are in John chapter 7 and the the title at the at, or the heading on this is Jesus at the Feast of Booths or Feast of Tabernacles. Verse 1 says, After this Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' Feast of Booths was at hand, so his brothers said to him, Leave here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world, for not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I am not going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. After saying this, he remained in Galilee. And I guess we'll stop there for the moment. Well, first thing I want to do is break this down. So we are on the Feast of Tabernacles. And as I was doing some of the studying before the show, we have three major feasts that they believe Jesus probably would have returned to Jerusalem for each year because his family would being jews would have routinely done that the first one is passover which is where they celebrate the spring harvest the second one is pentecost which takes place seven weeks later when they celebrate the end of the spring harvest and then today we are now in the feast of tabernacles which takes place in the fall they're celebrating the fall harvest that's what they're doing here and we can talk maybe more about that history as we go along here But I just want to point out the fact that from chapter 6, where we left off last week, to here in chapter 7, we are approximately six months or so later. So we have left the spring, which is where the last chapter took place. We're now in the fall. They think it's probably around somewhere around September or October. This part of the story is taking place. So I was sitting here looking at this, and I was trying to get a good understanding of what we were looking at here. And I want to go to verse... Let's go back to verse 3. And I want to read, I kind of want to read it again, so I want to make sure that we're getting a good understanding. It says, So his brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea that your disciples may also see the work you're doing. So I guess at this point, I want to ask Trenton, I guess I want to get his opinion. Is So my understanding from reading that is if he's talking about his original disciples, the brothers are speaking to Jesus. Jesus at this point is not with his disciples. Is is that the right understanding? Because that's that's what I'm pulling from it. Well, Unless he's talking about others and other groups that are following him. So that's kind of what I was trying to pull out from that. What I'm pulling there in verse 3, obviously I think, I believe in, there's nothing to say any different from what I've been reading in the commentary, that this is actually his 
physical brothers, his blood brothers, the ones that were born of Mary yeah. and Joseph. So they're his half-brothers, in a sense, because Jesus, remember, his father is God, so, you know, Joseph was his adopted dad. But what I'm seeing here is they're talking to Jesus, and the way I was taking that was the fact that he's talking about, leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples, basically, I think he's talking about the followers, not necessarily just the twelve. He's talking about everyone that's following him. Because remember last time, in chapter 6, which has once again been months ago, that a lot of people left him because the saying was too hard to understand. They couldn't understand. They, you know, of course they had the Pharisees and religious leaders and the Jews in there that were trying to make it out that Jesus was talking about cannibalism, which he wasn't, and he was talking about his sacrifice. And but that deception was enough to make some people walk away because it was so hard. So that kind of I think sets the stage for verse one there, which is talking about. He goes to Galilee, he wouldn't go to Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. They were mm-hmm. ready to put him to death. And of course, it wasn't his time yet. It won't be his time. Another thing I guess we could point out here is until the following spring. We are in the fall of the year here and this the next spring. So this is the last time you're going to see Jerus- or Jesus in Jerusalem before his back. crucifixion, yeah. which is the following spring. So we're in fall time of year right now. Now you're thinking next spring, when we'd start seeing blossoms again, that's when they believe he was actually crucified. So we're creeping up on the crucifixion. But looking at verse 3 like we were talking about, I think he's referring to the people that are still following him. So let me just read this again. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. So, you know, as we were talking, there's a couple of things that might be happening here. Reading that, it almost sounds like they're trying to set him up. Mm-hmm. You know, go expose yourself to the world. You know, you're doing these things. You need to be doing these things openly so that the whole world can see you. So mm-hmm. they're either trying to get rid of him. And keep in mind, this is his brothers. You know, as you get further on into the New Testament, you know, you you find out that they eventually started to follow some of them anyway, eventually mm-hmm. started to follow him. But at this point, if, if we're just going to believe it the way that the way that we read it. His brothers were not yet believers in who he was. They're, it, it to me, it's it's a, it almost seems like they're trying to set him up, you know. And mm-hmm. but Jesus, being who he is, isn't going to fall for it. You know, he's he's not going to fall for it. In verse five, it says, "For not even his brothers believed in him." And in verse six, Jesus said to them, "My time has not yet come, but your time is always here." Jesus is telling him, look, I can't go up there and expose myself to the whole world yet. It's not my time. If I was to do that, bad things would probably happen. You know, Jesus knows exactly whenever he's supposed to go in and make these announcements and, you know, to basically declare everything. And he just, at this point, you know, I think it's, we're getting close, but, you know, he's, he's, they're wanting him to go up there and start doing all these miracles and all these signs. And, you know, they believe that if the, the Messiah was to come, He's going to come in and he's going to start taking over Rome. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking military action and stuff like that. That's what they were looking for in a Messiah. And I think that his brothers probably were thinking that too. I could be wrong on that. But at this point, his brothers still have not accepted who Jesus really is. And I don't think that they probably will until closer to the crucifixion or even sometime after that. One thing that came to my mind when looking at verse 4 there. Once again, this is his brother's talking, and it's where he just started. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. That part stuck out mm. to me. 
And if you do these things, show yourself to the world. So setting him up, mocking him, the text here, they say there really is not clear about what they're trying to do here, but they're either, they could be mocking him, saying, well, you're this great Messiah. They know he does miracles. They won't deny that because they know they've seen it happen. However, they don't believe that he's the son of God as he's proclaiming it. So in a way, they, they think it's almost like they're saying, well, you want to be so popular, go on out there and get popular. Well, the problem is that Jesus wasn't coming to be popular. popular. That was not his purpose. And I think we've talked about that before in John. I may be wrong. That could have been another show I'm thinking of that I did. He He's not here to get popular. Matter of fact, when he does some of the early miracles, he tells them, don't tell anybody what just happened. Why does he do that? Because... He doesn't want the publicity because of what Brett just told you. He knows they've got the wrong idea of who the Messiah is. So they're they're thinking, well, you're such a great person. You got all these things. Go show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Then Jesus responds, it's not my time. Because he knew more than likely if they he went up openly and broadcasted just like they're trying to get him to do here, he was dead meat. He was going to die. They were going to try to kill him. You know, another point to look at here, you know, we were t- you just said he, he didn't come to be popular. The, this movement doesn't get popular really until the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit comes. You know, after the, after the crucifixion, after the resurrection of Christ, then there's a time period where they're waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. And then Peter gets up. Of course, I know we're not in the book of Acts, but Peter delivers that message and all these people get saved that day. It's at that point, Jesus gets popular, you know. Mm. He's, he's out there doing these things amongst the Jews and they're hating him for it. Mm. He's not popular. If he's popular, it's in a negative way. Mm. You know, he doesn't, the movement doesn't start until after these, the crucifixion and the resurrection and the Holy Spirit comes, takes place. That's when this movement starts. At this point, he's, he's unpopular, especially with the Jews. He might be somewhat popular with mm. the, the, the poor people, you know, the people that he just got done feeding and people like that, they're following after him. But, it, it's just like any other time in history. Whenever somebody stops giving you something, they're no longer your friend. Mm. You know, it's like, as long as you're taking care of me and feeding me, I'm following you. But when that stops, and I'm mm. sure there was a lot of that going on as well. They they followed him when they needed to or when they needed something. But after that, you know, they fall right back in with the crowd. And I don't know that I go as far as to say that uh, he wasn't popular. We've talked in other shows where all these people are following him. <clears throat> He's a celebrity, but like he just said, it's more among the poor people. It's among yeah. those that believe. He's popular amongst the unbelievers too, but it's not for good reasons. They want He's popular than them because they're trying to find a way to get rid of him. They want him dead so that he's done because all these people were following him. I think that's what created the whole mess with the Jewish it's, leaders. It's like a curious – I think to me it's a curiosity. They're following him to see what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And then whenever – they either get what they want or they don't get what they want. Mm. And you're right. There's a popularity there to him. He is, but he didn't come to be that, and he never spoke about that in any mm-hmm. type of way. But what I was just trying to get out was that this this movement that everything he's teaching right now and everything that he's doing, it's it, it wasn't necessarily popular at that time, like you said, with the Jews and everybody. But when it became popular is whenever it was fulfilled and mm. people got to see that fulfillment and got to see what happened when the Holy Spirit come. Then all of this stuff that we're reading about now, I mean, look at the movement where it's come 2,000 years later. Now we're sitting here reading about it. Mm. It's popular now. In the, in the Christian world, I guess we could say, you know, it may not be popular with 
the world, but we're sitting here and we're reading about the things that he did because we want to know about who he is, and this is how we learn about him. Back then, it was more of a, a curiosity thing, I think. And that all being said, we do, I do want to clarify, we do believe that there are those in the crowd who are sincerely following him for the reasons of they know he's the Messiah. So there are those groups. But like he said, the majority of more than likely, and what seems to be the theme is, as long as you're giving me something, as long as I'm getting the miracles, I'll believe. But then at the same time, there's bound to be, Scripture doesn't say, there's bound to be those that are following him that are sincere. We know he's got at least 11 or 12. I mean, I say 11 because Judas ended up betraying him, but he regretted that later. So probably 12, I should go ahead and say, that do believe he's the Messiah. But at the same time, at least 12, and then and you got the others as well. So yeah, You got those verses where it says he sent out the 70, or the mm-hmm. 72, whatever it was. So we know that there's other people that follow him. I'm not saying that he's not popular or whatever. I just, to me, it just, once that movement in the book of Acts began, you see the explosion, mm-hmm. you know, and I was sitting here thinking how many people the day that he was crucified turned their backs on him and walked away and said, well, he's not the Messiah. Mm-hmm. You know, how many, how many people did that? We don't we don't get numbers for things like that, and that's only places that. And it's something I like to do is I like to speculate. I like to think about what would have happened, you know, because we don't get numbers, and there's certain parts of scriptures that we don't we don't get the answers to, you know, like how how many people were following him. We know it was more than twelve. Those twelve were his main ones. Those were mm-hmm. his closest friends that he spoke these things to. But there was others that followed after him. And followed him and went out and shared the gospel and different things like that. But we just, we don't get those numbers. And it's kind of like, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I was thinking about it. It's kind of like mainstream media today. It's all in the news that you received as to how you're going to accept this so-called Messiah. Um, If you're getting the view from the people that say he's a whack job and he's crazy, then you're going to follow that view. If you're getting with the group that say, hey, he's the Messiah, well, then you're going to start thinking about that. And so it's kind of like, it's no different than what we got today. A lot of the people we base in our society today as celebrities and known people, most of the time, the news has helped them get to that point. Uh, but, you know, the ones they don't like, well, they openly <laughs> make them, just mock well, them and things. And, you know, so, it goes right along with that, too. To the person out there right now that's listening to us, wondering who this Jesus guy is, don't just listen to us. Mm-hmm. Get into that scripture by yourself and read it. And ask God to speak to you and to show it to you. I mean, it's good to listen to people, and I'm glad you're listening to us if that's you out there. But, you know, don't just take one person's word for it. Get in there and look for yourself to find out who Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's what we have to do. That's what you have to do. That's why we're here, but that's also what I had to do on my own one day mm-hmm. was I wanted to know more about God, so I read through the whole Bible so I could learn something about him, and I found out. I want I want more of this. You know, mm-hmm. I want this in my life. So, And you're going to always hear us encourage you to study for yourself. And all you have to do is do just a little bit of research, and the truth will be known to you. We have no doubt about that. That's why we say go ahead and do your studying. When you, when you want to debate on this Jesus thing, go ahead and study it. See what, see what you come up with on your conclusion. Verse 9 there says, after saying this, he remained in Galilee. So he stayed there. But then verse 10 goes on to say, but after his brothers had gone up, to the feast, talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, which we talked about earlier. <clears throat> then he also went up, not publicly, but in private. The Jews were looking for him at the feast and saying, Where is he? And there was much muttering about 
him among the people. While some said he is a good man, here we go, this is what we were just talking about. Others said, no, he is leading the people astray. So it's all in the crowd you're trying to follow. You need to not follow the crowd, get your own facts. Verse 13 says, yet for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. So Jesus is now privately, in other words, in secret, went up to this feast. Now, I said I would talk more about the Feast of Tabernacles, and I'm just going to briefly kind of give you what I've understood about the Feast of Tabernacles. It is a fall harvest. It's talking about celebrating the fall harvest. They do it at the beginning. This time of year, though, there's, I guess, harsher weather, whether it be rain, different things. So the farmers would temporarily build like little huts or houses or uh, whatever they called them, little buildings around their crop to protect it from the weather outside and this was also a representation of the Jews when they were wandering in the wilderness. So that's just a little bit about what this festival is all about. So it's a big deal. It's harvest time. You've had all this harvest, you had your spring, now you're back to your fall and apparently I believe what I was reading there is you have, they did not see a whole lot of rain between spring and fall harvest. So at this point the rain starts coming in again if I understood what I read right. And so they're celebrating that because it's going to help with the harvest that is to come. So they are totally 100% dependent on God to help their crops be a success. And I think that is an awesome place to be. So You know, I was just looking back whenever it said uh, there was much muttering about him among the people. While some said he's a good man, others said, no, he's leading the people astray. My, my mind automatically went to the religious leaders because... That's how they looked at Jesus. They looked at him as somebody that was leading the people astray, was leading them away from the way that it's been for the last however what, 400 years or however long it had been. Mm. You know, they're, they're looking at him as somebody that's disrupting their tradition. And mm. man, oh man, do we know some stuff about that, Trenton. We won't get into that <laughs> today on the show, but we know exactly about, about that. But... So I think that that's how they probably looked at it. This guy's coming in and he's disrupting tradition, teaching the people, you know, about salvation and teaching the people about God. And they they just seen him as somebody that was leading them astray, but not necessarily leading them astray, just leading them astray from what they, what the religious leaders wanted for the people, because that's how they controlled the people was with traditions and different things like that, and how how much money they get. So, <laughs> you know, I'm always one of those that's trying to like put yourself there. So um, I'm reading that same passage you just read. And what we're talking about, for those of you who may be reading on your own, is verses 12 and, well, basically 12. And so verse 12, it says, And there was much muttering about him among the people, while some said he is a good man. That's the crowd that likes him. Others said, no, he is leading people astray. This is what we said. If you follow people's opinion, then one of these two opinions are going to be where you land. It kind of reminds me of today's well, one's society. Right, one, one's right and one's wrong, right? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of today's society, Brett, just a little bit. What we know about mainstream media, let's just talk for a minute. If Jesus were to show up today in the same way, you're going to get this same thing. You're going to have the people saying, oh, he's a good man. He's the Messiah. He's a miracle worker. And then I really honestly believe the mainstream media would be on the side. Because remember, the Bible tells us man loves darkness rather than light. So the mainstream media is going to fall on this whole, no, 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 no. He's leading people astray. Don't listen to him. And that's just knowing what I know about mainstream media, that that's what they do. They try to establish people's characters, and it's the same thing we're seeing happen here in this passage. I, I reflect this on what's going on today with 
what's happening in our news in different places. You won't find a news media reporting all the good things that are happening in revivals, people being saved across this country, people being <laughs> baptized in fountains, people mm. worshiping on beaches, worshiping in different cities. They won't cover that. They prefer the darkness, so they steer away from that. So I would see that. What do you think, Brett? I'm just asking opinions. No, here. I think you're, I think that you're absolutely right. It's you know, it all goes back to control. I mean, when you when you're the one in control, you can control what the people see, and if you continually show people the negative things, then that's what I mean. You're going to have negative people. You're going to. I mean, that's the attitude people are going to have. And look, we're not just talking about towards any certain person or whatever but i mean if you seriously turn on the news what is it that you see it's 100 percent, 100 percent of the time it's all politics mm. that's the only thing we're seeing mm. and it, i'm not talking about which side you're on either way it doesn't matter i don't care but that's all that we see and it goes back to what trenton said look if somebody would report on the good mm. do you really i mean do do you think christians would watch it Mm. That, that's what I'm sitting here questioning myself is look what are you feeding on <laughs> I would love to see a news station that and we need to do this I think I'm sitting here thinking about this now we I would love to see a news station that would report on the good things you know the the kids that are being rescued from these sex traffickers you know and pedophiles the kids that are being rescued you don't see that reported you know you only see it reported that that oh pedophile this and blah 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 but you don't see the rescues taking place mm. you don't see people uh, accepting christ you don't see the water baptisms that are happening out in the middle of the streets where people are being saved and they're baptizing them in fountains and things like that mm-hmm. you you don't see anything good come from the news Maybe on your local news every once in a while, but I'm talking top tier news places. You don't see it. It just it doesn't happen. It's mm. always negative, 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 negative. Mm. And if you feed your soul with that garbage all the time, that's who you're going to be. Mm. And it, it's the same thing in the scriptures. It's the same thing that we're seeing now. You know, some people say that he was a good man. You know what? I think I would I would absolutely love this, Trenton, if Jesus would have come in our in our time instead of 2,000 years ago. Mm. Think of how stupid he would have made some of these politicians look whenever they tried to come after him. I mean, just the way that he spoke, because mm. Jesus had an answer. He had a parable, and he had an answer for everything. Mm. You know, he, these people would just be sitting there going, what? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer to that. Mm. You know, so... Look, we're not talking about being on one side or the other side today. But what we're saying, I guess, is there's always going to be two sides. Mm. And there's always going to be the side that sees the good. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be the side that sees the bad. Mm-hmm. Because the, the side that sees the good can look at the bad and recognize that they need to pray about it. Recognize they need to pray for people. And realize that nobody is perfect but there has to in that we recognize that God is the answer for these things. The other side is not seeing that. Mm. You know, the good side can come together and me and me and Trent can be on completely opposite sides of a topic, but me and him can sit here and discuss it and stand up and shake hands and be mm. fine at the end of the day. That's the good side. Mm. And we're not seeing that. We don't see that in our time and I think that the same thing was going on in their time. And I've seen, I've actually, guys, there's been some things in the news, I won't go specifics, where I've seen the news turn something bad that was originally good. I've seen them put a fake agenda 
in front of the people. Now, we have just, I think Brad agrees that the news is probably going to be on the side of Jesus being, no, he's leading people astray. So now the question I want to ask you is, how much news are you watching and believing? Are you doing any of your own research? If Jesus was to come today, he didn't come 2,000 years ago. The news is telling you, no, he's a, he's a false prophet. He's leading people astray. How much of that is in your spirit? Would you be one of the ones that just said, oh, no, I've heard about that guy, that Jesus guy that, that they're talking about. No, 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 you don't want to get involved with him. He's, he's bad. Or would you be listening to the crowd and maybe actually going to hear Jesus teach yourself and see what he says? Because a lot of times that's there too. They twist things that are said. And would you be on the side of a good man? So but judging by the amount of news you let yourself take in on a daily basis, which side of the coin would you be on if we were talking about Jesus? If it was your mainstream talking about Jesus right now? I think that's a good question because that is ultimately where you're standing right now, I believe. All right, I got to say this, man. Look at verse 13. And this is exactly what we cannot be. All right, we cannot mm. do this. Yet for the fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. Because they were scared of the other side. Now, this could this could be people on both sides, but let's just look at it for a second. Let's say that this is people that were following him. But for fear of the Jews and for fear of what the Jews might do to him or what society or mainstream might do to him, they did not, no one spoke openly of him. Mm. Christians, that should speak to you. We've been given a mandate. We have a command mm. to go out and fulfill the Great Commission, regardless of what people think or say about you, we have to speak openly of him. We mm. cannot we cannot let the fear of the world right now. And you know what, Trenton, we're walking into a time where Christians are being arrested for singing at church. <laughs> singing singing outside you know, just singing outside of the church, social distancing, just didn't have a mask on it or, or whatever. Pe Christians are being arrested. These things are beginning to take place. Mm. And you know what? It's taken place all over the world. We know Christians have been persecuted and killed all through history, and it even happens in our day. But, okay, we're talking about America right now where we're supposed to have the freedoms to be able to worship and things like that. Now we're seeing this begin to begin to change. We are going to have to continue to speak openly of him and not have the fear of what the world is going to think or what the world is going to say or do. And we're not saying you shouldn't be cautious with a virus out there. Yes. But here's the understanding you need to get. You should not be so consumed by the fear-mongering that is your mainstream media that you miss Jesus. So I ask you that question as we're getting ready to wrap up because we're towards the end of the show. Not just the media, but I'm just talking people around you well, that yeah. have that have their own. It could be like Trent could be over there like, how dare you go to church and sing a worship song? You should be doing this or that. Like, mm. no, we cannot give up our freedoms and the things that, you know, we, we can't stop talking about God and worshiping God for fear of the other side. Mm. We have to We have to be respectful. But we can't we can't live in fear either. And I stand corrected. I should have clarified that. I'm not just talking about media, but I'm saying there's so much fear mongering, and all you have to do is look. And there is so much fear mongering going on in this world today. So many people are afraid of everything. And what does the Bible tell us? Let's just let's just use scripture. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. 
So I want to encourage you today, and I don't. This ain't supposed to be doom and gloom. We're just trying to encourage you to. I mean, if Jesus was here today, would would you be one to accept him? And I look, and I even try to put myself back in their day. Would I have been one of the ones following him? I would hope I would. But, you know, I don't know. I didn't live back then. And that's probably the reason God's got me living now. But uh, so um, it's just something to think about. How much of that do you let in to where you're missing God? God, I'm telling you guys, and I've been saying this and I've said it at my church. I've said it over and over. And I'm not just saying it because I feel like saying it. I am seeing it. There is so much happening right now that is God. There is a God movement not only happening in America, but all across the world, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the show or not. I just saw a news article the other day that was saying that there was a bunch of Muslims in Iran that were converting to Christianity because they see the truth that is in Jesus Christ. And we're not talking just a small group. There were, I'm not going to say multitudes because I don't know how that, that would say, but there were a lot. There were a lot of them. So these things are happening All it takes is you open your eyes, do a little Mm. bit of your own research, because I'm telling you, God is moving right now. Right now, we are at the, uh, I don't know if you say the birth, or we are at the beginning of a great revival that is getting ready to take place across this world, and is already taking place, uh, if you ask me, because I'm just looking at the things happening. Where do you stand? Are you one of those that's been so afraid, and all these that you've been missing, God, or are you one that sees it. So I just encourage you, do your own research. See what God's doing in the world right now. I mean, I know we get all this bad on the news, but God's up to a whole lot more than what you're seeing on your news. That's really what I'm trying to get out there. So you need to understand something. God's moving right now. Are you going to become a part of that movement? I guess I'll end with that thought today. Thank you so much for checking us out out there. If you do have questions, things you'd like us to discuss on the air, uh, you can hit us up at the voice message button, which is right at the bottom of the details of each episode, or you can hit us up with the email, which is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. We would love to have these discussions with you. And right now we're in the book of John. Maybe you've got questions on something we've discussed in John. Feel free to send those as well. Or maybe you just want to send a shout out. Feel free to do so. I'm going to say God bless, turn the show over to Brett, and I will see you guys next time. All right. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. I hope that we were able to clarify everything everything that we <laughs> that we, we kind of went off on some preaching right there. But you know what? That's, uh, that's an awesome thing. And uh, so... Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're just going to go ahead and we're going to close with a prayer. Father, we thank you for our time together. Lord, for those that are questioning and seeking answers, Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit fall on them and continue to minister to them and to show them the truth. Lord, we pray for everybody, Lord, that has listened. We pray blessings over their lives, Father God. Spiritual blessings in Jesus' name. Please bring us back next time, healthy and safe, Father God, for each and every person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.